By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? Hey, what's going on? You're tuning into another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Welcome to episode 86. What's happening? We made it. 86, what a random number, but we're here. We did it. Don't forget to go to 20timminutes.com to learn more about me and the show. Download my app and Apple and Android phones for free. Go buy some merch from your boy. Got hats, t-shirts, you name it. Rep rep the hood. Rep 2010 minutes. Come on. I need to come out with better merch, but that's okay. Um I wanna I'm thinking about starting a vlog, but I feel like I don't know of what. Like I can document my day, but like do I do it about my feelings or just what I'm doing? Would anyone even give a shit? I feel like it was just more work for me. But I kinda like have all these random thoughts at random times, so I think it would be kinda cool to record myself during those times. But I don't know. I probably won't do it. It's definitely one of those things that I don't have time for. And I'll probably do it and hate it. And I'll just be driving being like, so how about when people hit the crosswalk signal and cross before it changes? Which should be a felony, by the way. I hate people that do that. They hit the button, then they cross. Or when they walk diagonal. Like, you have time to just give it an L shape. You don't have to, like, point out that you're the only one walking across diagonally. By the way, I'm sweating in the cat closet. I am wearing a tank top because I have the right to bear arms. <laughs> um, my mental health check-in. I've been doing pretty good again, man. I don't know what's going on. I think it's this heat wave that's really keeping me going. I just went to jujitsu today. It's a little bit late with me recording. It's about 10 p.m. right now, and I was just dragging it all day. I actually was just on uh, Time, for Your, uh, Time for Your Hobby podcast with my man Alex talk about jujitsu so that'll be coming out within the next month or two and i'll be uh sure to talk about that but yeah jujitsu was really good today you guys know that i used to be a big practitioner of it and every time i go i feel great after so i had a great day today and uh i hopefully you did as well this week we have the redhead bedhead joellen naughty which is a great last name for what she does she is a sex educator mental health advocate and we talk about the connection between mental health and sex and why sex is very awkward to talk about. But you know what? I love awkwardness. I thrive in it. I love anxiety in a weird way. I hate it, but I love it. And I didn't sweat. We talked about sex, baby. We talked about, not me and her, but we talked about it. I've been very forgetful again lately. I've been walking. Dude, I had my shirt ready to go to the gym. And I put it in a drawer that I would never put anything in that drawer. And I had found it after the gym. I'm getting scared. Hopefully that's not like a sign for like bad things to come down the road because I can't handle that. People can't handle me forgetting things. That's not going to be good for anybody. Man, I am sweating in this closet. I don't know what it is, but I need an AC unit that makes no noise in this thing. Obviously, I won't be in this thing forever. Obviously, if you listen to the show, at one point I will be moving on and moving out. If you think this is a weird situation, it is. And uh, I, I live for it. I'm a big self-deprecator. If you guys don't know, I self-deprecate all the time. I don't know why I do it. I think it's funny. I think maybe I do it so people can't use things against me. Um, I feel like it's a smart thing to do. 
but researchers have realized that we adopt self-deprecation in an attempt to appear more modest or to optimize our statements for a suitable reaction from whoever may be speaking to. For influential and highly placed people, this is a form of communication is often cleverly disguised to appear more down-to-earth and to win support. I don't feel like I do. I don't know. Who knows why I do it? I feel like I, I do don't want to be like... Uh, be like, oh, yeah, I'm great or whatever. And um, I am down to earth, I feel like. But I don't really have to do that. I just don't think of myself as like high praise. Some of the signs would be you can't take a compliment, which I can't. If you say something nice to me on the podcast, I melt. Not in a good way. Like, I just don't know. I, I like, I'm a robot where you dump water on it. I don't know how to react to a compliment. You instinctively downplay yourself. <laughs> I, I think I just literally did that. I downplay myself all the time. I don't think I am as great as I could be. Even saying that gives me chill. It gives me like anxiety and secondhand embarrassment, firsthand embarrassment. I could be as great as I want to be. Well, you believe promoting yourself would make you more disagreeable? Yeah, right? That's like some, some imposter syndrome shit, right? You believe promoting yourself would make you disagreeable. Like me promoting the podcast all the time, I feel like such a fraud all the time. And I don't know why, because I feel like I am trying to do a good thing. But then there's some days being like, you know what? Tim's just Googling shit and just making his twist on it. But I like to talk about my bipolar and then like what interests me and what I think is interesting. Because I think the self-deprecating is super interesting because it's something I do. And again, this is my show. I should not give a hoot what anyone thinks. I'm trying not to swear as much anymore, but fuck that. I wish I had that in me where I can just do more, like do a vlog. I think a lot of the reasons I would stop doing a vlog would be like getting judged by people. And I still feel like I'm being judged by a lot of things. Can't even tell you who it would be from, but that's just the way my thoughts are. The impact of self-deprecating, your self-esteem is affected. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you being to feel depressed and anxious, there I go. You being to feel less optimistic. Um, yeah, that is uh, me to a T. My self-esteem, I feel like, is uh, is not as bad as it probably could be. Um, I feel depressed and anxious a lot, but not recently, because this heat wave and, and sun has been doing me well. The, the sun set is not going until 8 p.m. anymore, so it's like coming early. That's So we'll wait for your boy to see how he changes come the uh, fall and winter months. Winter months is when Tim is on watch. That's when Tim needs the extra like milligrams to make sure he gets through it. To maintain this, you can accept compliments, which is uh, not that easy. Um, I don't know why I wrote that down. But you should accept compliments. When people say things nice to me, I should take them in. And I do on the sly. I'm like, oh, that was really nice. But I, I, I would just say that to them. But in my head, I'm like, oh, man, like, am I doing good? Keep a journal? Nah. I've tried so many times to journal. I just can't do it. I do like one day and then like four weeks later, I'm like, I don't even remember writing this. What is this for? Make uh, the decision to be a positive. Um, whatever that means. Um, no, when you make a decision, you got to be positive about it. And when I do things like the podcast or a vlog, I should be more positive about it. But again, I don't think I'm going to do a vlog. I'm just like one of those things, like how I would love to do it if I had the time to do it. Like I would love to talk at like a middle school about depression. I think that'd be kind of cool. And be like, yo, kids, stop bullying the big kid. You know, he's just trying to have friends. I think bullying's kind of whack, right? I never understood it. I got bullied a little bit, but I turned it around because I was probably self-deprecating. I was making fun of myself. 
And uh, I just hit the mic. My back is itchy and sweaty. Um, yeah, I, I would get picked on a little bit in school. And then I would get picked on a little bit more. I'm an easy target to make fun of, but I'm cool with that. That makes me fun, you know? Just the fun, lovable loser. No, I'm not really a loser. I'm, I literally am self-deprecating right now. I need to be more positive. Oh, man. So this just reminds me. My buddy Smitty came to visit, and uh, we had a great time. Went to a couple breweries guy, little IPAs, little little triple brew. Uh, I'm not a big guy. I'm not a big craft brew guy. I just think the names are cool and the cans look cool, but I couldn't tell you what the difference is. I know like the difference between a stout. Do not know what a IPA or double IPA or, or like, I don't know. It's too much for me. Just give me, give me something fruity. Give me a nice cocktail. I had a mudslide the other day. It was great. But we were talking about like how sometimes I'll have a guest wanting to come on and I don't know how to respond. So I ghost them. Now, if you listen to this episode recently, I talk about ghosting and how it affects people. And he was like, he called me right out. And I was like, you know what, dude, you're right. And I had to say something to somebody um, about the podcast that it is my show. You know what I mean? I should be able to pick who I choose to, even if I have a consultation with them. It's tough. And uh, I already have a lot of interviews coming out that I've recorded. So sometimes I do need a break. And I think sometimes people just aren't a fit for my show. But I got to stop ghosting people. It goes both ways. But I love being called out when I'm being a hypocrite. Because sometimes I don't even realize it. And that was just a great call out. So shout out to uh, loyal listener Smitty out there. First time, long time. I know there's these mental health apps and I downloaded one. It's called Paradise Island app. And uh, it's a, let me just read the description then I can put my play on it. Mental health mobile game that sends you on a real life mission in exchange for in-game rewards. The idea is to keep people coming back for rewards, which in turn keeps them more engaged with the process. Players can choose among 75 activities handpicked with the help of psychologists. These range from five minutes of stretches to making a painting of the sky or texting a friend. You can also do something of your choosing. So you go on this game, you like download these like little animals for your team and you got to go like do projects. So like mine was like, go do laundry. And like, it was a 15 minute timer. So I couldn't check it off until I was done doing laundry, which 15 minutes is like not even the least amount of time to do laundry. 45 to an hour to wash, 45 to an hour to dry. I finally checked it off and I got my experience points. I don't know if it's going to help my mental health at all, but it's worth a shot. I know I've talked about apps before, and uh, I don't use them anymore, so I don't even remember what they were. But these things, I'm glad that there's things out there that can help people in a way, and um, it's kind of a good segue. So this is virtu virtual reality that like helps people with phobias, and... Uh, a new study found that combining VR exposure therapy and CBT via an app was successful in helping people treat their phobias. People with common phobias such as fear of dogs, flying, and needles report needles. That that seems like an interesting one. Reported an average reduction in their phobia symptoms by 75% after six weeks. Some people may be prescribed medication to manage symptoms of phobia, while CBT and exposure therapy can help treat the root of the cause, the cause of the root, the root cause. I don't know which way that would go. Phobias are like the most common mental disorders in the U.S. with around 10% of the population reporting specific phobias, says the National Institute of Mental Health, which is the NIMH, N-I-M-H, NIMH, I like these acronym places. My favorite is uh, the World Health Organization, WHO. That was a great episode. You guys remember that one where I kept on just being, WHO? Great episode. 
my phobia, I don't think it's a real phobia. I wouldn't put myself in the phobia, but styrofoam. I'm just, I'm saying that this is a safe space. It's a, a circle of trust. If you come up to me and rub styrofoam together, uh, one, I will might, I will, I will not like it. And two, you're going to, you're going to get it from me, but styrofoam, I can't touch. I can't hear it. I do not like it. So don't use it against me. If you use it against me, you're not my friend and I'm writing you off. It's the worst. And I have someone else, so at like places that have it, I either won't take the leftovers or I'll have somebody else carry it. There's been times I had to touch it. Like I'm not, I think that's why it's not a phobia. Like I'll touch it, but I'm like, ugh, motherfucker. I think, yeah, dogs are a big one, people phobia. I think spiders is a really big one, but that's cool that like a VR exposure therapy, they didn't really explain like what happens in it, but CBT, I can only imagine it's like a video game where it's like, all right, kill all the spiders. And you're like, ah, ah, freaking out. But it's probably not like that. I think that's the best way is deal with virtual stuff. Like in Mario 64, I'm not a big deep sea guy. I can't handle the deep sea. I can't handle looking at sharks, whales, and like the deep, dark blue sea. Freaks me out. That's up there with styrofoam. So when I was playing Mario 64, there's a level you have to go into the water. And there's like a big eel. I always had so much like tense anxiety doing that game. Doing that level, I should say. So, yeah, I think my phobia, because I don't know how to swim, would be deep sea, like, floating. Like, if I was in the movie, like, deep, what was it, with, they, with the sharks there? I don't know. Deep sea, I will die. I'm going to go on a cruise when I'm, like, 50 one day, and it's going to go down. I'm like, well, guess I'm going down with it, guys. This is it for old Tim. No swim Tim, they call me. And by call me that, um, it's just me. Um, so this was a real, a real weird one, I thought. Body odor. You know, body odor helps with friendship. Did you know that? It's kind of like when animals sniff each other. I never understood that either. But a recent study found that body odor may lead to click friendships where people feel instant mutual connection because they smell the same almost. Researchers use a device designed to be an electric nose to find that click friends have similar body odor. Friendship brings many health benefits, including uh, combating loneliness and providing encouragement and reassurance. Because that's what friends are for. The good times, the bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. That's what friends are for. Couldn't tell you who sang that song, but you know who did? Me, right now. Um, so using a device that acted like a nose, it's called an e-nose, which is probably electronic nose. Uh, the researchers assessed the odor causing uh, volatile compounds coming off from each T-shirt with the help of 25 other volunteers to assess the similarity of the smells. So, yeah, that's definitely what animals are doing. They're just straight up sniffing each other, being like, uh, yeah, you kind of smell like me or you kind of smell like shit. So is that why stinky people hang out with other stinky people? That might be that might be something. Some people have bad odors and that's that happens. If you've been to a wrestling event, you know what I'm talking about. And everyone's very friendly there. So it makes sense. I feel bad that, like, some people just, I don't think they know they smell. And it's tough to, t it's tough to tell people a lot of things. When their flies down, if they smell, if they have bad breath. There's no right way to do that for somebody. I had a guy change my tire and his fly was so down, like, it was opened a little bit. Like, I saw his underwear. And it's just, like, one of those things you have to look like, oh, dude, it's so tough being in a locker room and a guy doesn't have his towel on. It's like, it's like I don't want to look at you, dick. But it's just one of those things. My eyes are just, boom. Got I just looked at this guy's penis. Whatever. 
Um, I'm going to go over this next episode, but uh, serotonin and depression. The so-called serotonin theory claims that the activity or levels of serotonin in the brain are responsible for depression. Um, a major review of prior research says that there is no convincing evidence to support that theory. Many people take antidepressants because they've been led to believe that in a biochemical cause for depression, but this review calls into question what antidepressants actually do. I'm going to go over this in the next episode. So for decades, people have been given the impression that the idea that depression is caused by low serotonin is an established scientific fact. Huh. Super interesting. So tune in to episode 87 about that. Oh, 86 isn't a random number. I was born in 1986. Why did I even say that? I am so hot and my brain is so fried. So I asked this question if like anybody had any weird dreams, because obviously our minds control dreams. Uh, researchers have found that seven most common dreams involve being attacked or chased, being late, loved ones dying, falling, flying, school, and sex. I don't really have a lot of those. I feel like one of the big ones I have is like trying to punch something, but like you feel like you're throwing like a bag of sand that doesn't hurt. And then your teeth falling out. I think they say when your teeth are falling out, you have like uh, issues with like your appearance. So I know those two. But how does how do people know what dreams are made of? Do we dream in black and white? I don't know. They also people say that you can't make up faces in your dreams. It has to be someone that you saw. But then again, like I don't even see faces. I just found out what lucid dreams means. I never understood what it meant. I never looked it up. I just thought it meant you had very vivid dreams, but I guess it's like you control your own dream. I think the coolest thing would be able to dream with somebody else. And then we just wake up and be like, oh, that was weird. What? Uh, falling uh, sign that if something in your life isn't going too well, it might suggest that you need to rethink a choice, for instance, or consider a new direction in some area of your life. What about those 20-minute naps you take and then you slip and then you wake up? Is that what that means? Naked in public, um, that you may feel like a phony or that you are afraid of revealing your imperfect... There it was. I almost went the whole episode without saying the word wrong. Uh, that you feel like a phony or that you are afraid of revealing your imperfections and shortcomings. I feel like I should be naked in public more often. Being chased, uh, dream interpreters often suggest that such dreams mean that you are trying to avoid something in your daily life. If you're chased by an animal, you might be hiding something of your own anger, passions, and other feelings, an unknown chaser. If your pursuer is a mysterious unknown figure, it might represent a childhood experience or past trauma. A member of the opposite sex suggests, Chris suggests, this means you are afraid of love and haunted by a past relationship. I've had none of these dreams. I don't know what's going on with people. I've never been chased. Uh, I've never been naked in public. I am just, they also say that like, if you don't see anyone's face, you're, no, if you want, if you can see yourself in the dream, you're crazy. I don't get where these people are getting this stuff. I'm, I'll read it and I'll entertain it. So some examples I've got on Twitter, because I asked people that. One person said, Jacob Marley from Dickens' classic tale, A Christmas Carol, was the bad guy in my dreams starting as far back as I can remember up until about five years ago. I don't know what that one would mean, but I would love to see what it would mean because that one is very detailed. Uh, that I'm, there's another one is that I'm a performer and throwing down some dope choreography on stage. There's been ones I've had where like I, I'm part of a band. I don't know how to play an instrument, by the way. I'm part of a band and I'm like playing the bass, but I know I'm not playing it right. So I'm just kind of fitting in. That one's probably like, oh, you feel like you don't fit in anywhere. I think that's what that means. And then like I hit like the primus, like boom, 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 boom. My name is Mud. 
and the other one I got was uh, that I'm back in high school, but I'm 40 and older than most of the teachers, and I forgot what class is next and what my lock locker combination was. Remember in school, you would forget your locker combination. You would have to go down to, like, whatever office and get it, and they had, like, a whole list of everyone's lockers. Or the custodian had to come down just break that bad Larry off. Yeah. High school, am I right? That has been another episode of 2010 Minutes. Please go to 2010minutes.com for more information on your boy. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, obviously, I have the app, everything else. Uh, I'm about to pass out in this closet. I hope that you guys had fun with me. If you guys have any tips, comments, suggestions you want to address on the podcast, please shoot me a message. Uh, you can find me at tim at 2010minutes.com for my email. Is that right? Or uh, social media, whatever. You know where to find me. If you listen to this podcast, you can find me. If you can't find me, please find me and let me know why you couldn't find me. I love you guys. Have a good one. Oh, I messed that up. It's the first time I messed that up. I love you guys. And have a good one. podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.